Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the podcast. Today, our guest is actress Courtney Nicole. She can currently be seen in season two of Tyler Perry's Assisted Living, which airs today. Be sure to check it out if you haven't. It is currently streaming. We talk about this. We talk about her role as a teacher. She was featured in the Chicago Sun-Times, and she's one of the best people on the planet, and she has an amazing recipe for chicken pot pie. Shout out to Jamie LaBelle over at Persona PR for allowing this interview to happen. I hope you enjoy this and all the other episodes we have. More amazing content coming down the pike. We have a major guest announcement on Monday, so stay tuned for that. Head over to The Brett Allen Show, brettallenshow.com for all of the latest episodes, and enjoy today's episode with the amazing Courtney Nicole. You're listening to The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. Have you subscribed to this show yet? I've tried bribes, I've tried gifts. You should. It's absolutely free. I even sent him some pet oxen. Now back to the show with your host, Brett Allen. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Courtney, welcome into the podcast. It's good to have you here today. I am a longtime fan of you and all the work that you've done. So when the opportunity came along to talk to you, I was like, we have to chat because this show, of course, we're talking about assisted living, which is Tyler Perry. I mean, who just kind of does everything, it seems like. And uh, you have an amazing cast and a fantastic scene partner as well, (laughs) Naeem Len, which I can't imagine for those who hear the name but aren't sure he's one of the plastic cup boys one of kevin hart's folks that travels across the country with him he is hilarious and really stands out his own on this show specifically but let's talk about this show uh and uh all about it this is now going to be its second season which premieres on may 25th mm-hmm. let's talk about it brett yes yeah, so working with naeem lynn that is my ace on the show we found out that our birthdays, like we're born two days apart, literally. Same year, same birth month. His, uh, My birthday is March 13th. His is March 15th. So once we found that out, it was like, okay, that's my buddy. So which helps just add to the chemistry that we're able to bring to Jeremy and Leah on assisted living. So it's been a pleasure. Um, getting picked up for two more seasons is amazing, right? Yes. Like, it's not just one season, but two. So that was such a blessing. Um, Thankful to, you know, BET, Tyler Perry Studios. And um, it's just been so much fun. It's been really kind of very different, you know, filming during this pandemic. But, you know, Mr. Perry made sure we were taken care of. We were in the bubble. I felt like I was in the safest place in the world. So it's all good. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited. We're moving from a new night to a new night. So from Wednesdays to Tuesdays, we'll be coming on at 930. And we are just 
so thankful to bring some love and laughter into into some households. Yes. Now you mentioned Tyler Perry, who has his own studios. Did you film this in Atlanta on his property? Okay. We did. We were, we, we, we flew over there and filmed on the lot. So we were on, you know, he's named all of the sound stages after someone that he admires. So we actually filmed on stage 12, which is the Denzel Washington stage. So oh boy. Like, okay. Hey, okay. There, right. Right. Did everybody get their Denzel impressions down? I'm sure. <laughs> we have to do that. You know, when we go back, Brett, I'm a man, I'm going to see if, if I can get a clip of everybody doing a, an impression. So yeah, yeah I imagine that would have to be interesting. That's great yeah. that you, that's how my brain works that you were able to film on such a great location and everything. And I'm assuming that because this was kind of during pandemic times, you didn't have an audience, right? Or were you able to bring people in at all? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, he really, he talked to us about wanting to uh, bring in a live studio audience um, the first season, but um, he did not end up going that route, which is interesting because we filmed right before the pandemic. We were filming like January of 2020 and our last day for the first season was March 1st and then what was that the 15th March 15th March 16th everything was shut down like two weeks later so you know it's probably a blessing that we did not have all of those people in the studio at that time because you know I'm sure many of us were affected by uh, the coronavirus before it you know was even a, a, a global pandemic so yeah um, but we did do laugh tracks. And I know that one interesting thing that we did is uh, we had uh, ear po- um, earwigs is what okay. they call them. Okay. Right. So they had to, of course, that, that was a little more work for the color and correction team. But uh, but uh, it allowed him to give us notes during the line. So like, you know, he wrote it and then he would then add something funny on top of that. Like and we're like. Oh, yeah, that's funny. And just say the line. So, yeah, it was really good. I love it. That's great, especially when you can have that added quality to things. You've done a lot of things. You were featured recently in the Chicago Sun-Times, which you're a Chicago native. Of course, I spent some time there. An amazing place to live. But unlike a lot of people, you were doing different things before you started acting. You were a teacher. You have your bachelor's degree in elementary education with a minor in English language arts. Let's talk about how that transition happened from being a teacher to becoming an actor, getting discovered, and now doing this. I've always wanted to be in the field, you know, acting, dancing, singing, something. And, um, you know, but when you go to college, I think, you know, the uh, you start to gain this real world experience. And I was like, well, what else do I love doing? So I wanted to teach. But I also think, and I would like to thank, you know, just that career, those students for helping me find the faith to go after my dream. I think instilling in the students every day, you know, like live your dreams. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, What couldn't you live without? It it made me ask myself the question. I was like, okay, Courtney, um, if you're 80, you know, what one thing or what would you wish you had done if you don't, if you hadn't done it, right? And I kept coming back to acting. So 
I was like, okay, you know, you're, you're like changing ages and you have people in your life. So while I was teaching, I started going back to acting, right? Started getting, I started getting back in class um, so that I could touch up, you know, before I really kind of got out there. And for several years, I was doing both things, you know, um, trying to do a lot of independent work, you know, because a lot of independent filmmakers are, are creating some great projects. So um we did that and um, I did that. And then at some point I had to just kind of break away. You know, just telling them to live their dreams just kind of act made me ask myself the question, right? Are you living your dreams? Is there something else that you would like to be doing right now, Courtney? And with that, I kind of had to say yes, just like I tell them to say yes to things. I had to say yes. And I had to start doing both things. Um, so I started, you know, like getting back into the industry a little bit, but I was still teaching. And I had one fellow teacher who uh, came to a play that I was doing, him and his wife. And one day he caught me in my room afterwards and he looked at me and he said, when are you going to stop doing both of these things part time? And I said, wow. So that hit me in two different ways, Brett. One, because I never want to be giving my students part-time energy, right? right? They need somebody who is there for them full-time. And I don't think he meant it in that regard, right? But it was just like, he could see that I had this other passion. And um, after that year, I resigned from teaching. So I've retired. As a, I'm a retired educator. And I said, I'm going to go full-time. I moved out to L.A., and started making my foundation. And here we are today able to talk. So it's been a 13 year journey um, that I would not take anything from. I, I think all of the experiences I had in the classroom, I can even apply to acting. So I think it just happened when it was supposed to happen. You know, like I get to work with two teenagers on this show, Assisted Living. Um, so I definitely think my, that my background working with kids and working with the youth has allowed me to be able to relate to them in a way. Um, you know, that actually serves the, the show that I'm on. So, yeah, I've heard that story told so many times where folks like yourself, they get into the business and they get a job or two here and there. But then like there's a breaking point where your energy starts to get divided and you're kind of doing your half best. Well, you're trying your best, but right. you can only, you know, put so much effort into one or the other. And then something eventually has to give. I was even talking to Christina Anthony from Mixed Dish a while ago, and she was saying when she had gotten on that show, it had just, it hadn't even really officially been picked up yet. And she was in the middle of a photo shoot and she kept looking at her phone or watch. And Kenya Barris was like, do you have to be somewhere? And she's like, well, I got to get back to work. I'm working a tech job. And he eventually told her, he said, you're going to have to quit that job. You know, you need to trust us. And understand that we're going to take care of you. So I get it. It makes perfect sense, especially when you're doing something that you're passionate about. And then all of a sudden you're taking a risk to do something else that's not really ever guaranteed. I mean, even some of these other folks who've been doing this for years, for decades, often go, you know, it's not a guarantee. I mean, you get to a certain point and you can obviously start calling the shots on a lot of things, but... Sure. But when you're slowly working your way up and you're getting these series arcs or series regulars, and then you can start negotiating the finance stuff on yourself, it becomes more, you know, secure. But I get it. I mean, you just it's have done. Scary. 
It is. Yeah. I mean, because the rent is still due and the bills are still due. Brett, talk about that rent. Okay, look, it's still due. It is. It's so scary. Like, I I mean, like with teaching for me, leaving insurance, okay, guaranteed insurance, leaving secure pay, right? Um, You know, at that point, I had been teaching like 10 or 13 years, something like that. So I was tenured in that regard, you know, so I am like taking a a huge leap. I'm going out into a field. I'm not going to have any insurance. I'm not going to have a guaranteed pay. Right. I was a little older, so I had never been a waitress. Right. So I was like, what's going to be my odd job? Right. Like she had a little tech job, but what is going to be my odd job in the meantime? Right. Um, because there's this gap usually where the security is when you leave that and then you have to wait until the security comes back. But it's that in-between time that can be so scary. Um, But I think one thing that helped drive me is belief. Yes. Right. Believing in yourself and that these things will happen for you. Um, But that's not always a good, safe place to feel. Right. But it's like, you know, it's going to happen. So I I decided to drive Uber. Right. Like, yeah, that's what a lot of people do now. Yes. I drove Uber and Lyft. Look, I I was driving at 4 a.m. We'll pull over somewhere in a nice neighborhood, take a nap, go pick up the next person. (laughs) You know, like I was like, what can I do? Finally, I found a job at a theater. Right. So that was nice. I was like, it's at least in this field. You know, it's it was a nonprofit theater, not a lot of hours, but it gave me the I was able to be around what I wanted to continue to do. So you know, I, I was thankful for that, but it is, it's a big leap of faith that you have to take and a big, you know, appeal to swallow, you know, believing in yourself and just knowing that it's going to come. Cause you look at that bank account sometimes and it's like, does this thing really say $1 and 12 cents? You know, yeah, like It has like- to be their mistake. Yeah, I get it. You know, because I think waiting tables and, and that sort of thing was kind of a generation and now it's Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, whatever you can do. Because you can stop easily and go to an audition, you know, or go to a read or whatever the case might be. But at the end of the day, you know, the landlord is like, it's great you're on television, but that mortgage or that lease car payment, it's all due still, you know, like it's no one is exempt from that. Even in this crazy time that we're coming out of, you know, some of the best of the best, so to speak, you know, everybody struggled. And I think this now gives us a different perspective on life and how we're going to do things going forward. Um, if that makes any sense, right? Like it's not the same. This is what normal will look like. It's a new normal. I've been telling all of my friends that they need to come up with their millionaire plans right now. You know what I'm saying? While you are at home and and people are okay with you being at home and allowing you to zoom into work and things like that. Now is the time for you to figure out what your biggest dreams are, right? And try to put some energy into that and go after it. Um, This is a new normal for many of us. Um, But I think about even like we're talking about, I'm able to talk to you today because we're talking about assisted living, which is one of Tyler Perry's creations and his story alone, you know, talking about being homeless years ago to building his empire now to now have to now being a billionaire with a B, right? Having the largest 
studio in the United States of America, right? So like you, you talk about the pendulum swinging, it swung completely the opposite way. And it was because he believed in himself and he did not stop. Yeah, he kept going, you know, and obviously, you know, there's arguments to be made for, well, he got this help and that help. But regardless, <laughs> everybody needs help. But I think, you know, you can have the knowledge and you can have that and you can have the resources, but I think they're mutually exclusive. And but the regardless, it doesn't negate the fact that you have to work hard, right? Like this is not just something that's handed to you or to anybody. And uh, it's super important. Well, this is a fantastic show. I'm excited to check out the second season. The first season was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens. One last question I have to ask, and please correct me if this information is wrong, but I understand you know how to make a fantastic chicken pot pie. Is that true? Yes. That is one of my favorite quick things to make. Look, yes. I learned a good trick a few years ago. I get some fluffy biscuits and that's my crust because you can peel off those flaky layers. Get you some good mixed vegetables and some chicken or whatever meat you want. Add a little seasoning and use those flaky biscuits. Tear the flakes apart and use that as your crust. And it's the best chicken pot pie ever. I promise. Do you use cream of chicken for the sauce part? I use one can of cream of chicken and one can of cream of mushroom. Okay. See, I'm out on the mushrooms. But and I wonder why my six-year-old is picky as hell. Because his dad is picky too. No, I love it. And uh, I had to ask that little controversial question there because as I do research on folks, I find all these fun little interesting facts. That was good, Brett. That was good. You got me. I wasn't ready. Let Jamie Jamie know your publicist. Um, Well, this show is great. And you've done a lot of other things as well. You've been a part of other projects, other series arcs. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, but this is a fantastic show. And I understand, you know, once you're in with Tyler Perry and that whole crew, I mean, the possibilities are really limited. And and one thing that I like about him, well, there's many, but the one thing that I think is so, I guess, unique, he gives a lot of people opportunities that may not normally have it, um, you know, in, in the mainstream, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just one set of selection on things it's everybody gets an opportunity and there's always room at the table yes yes i agree um and i'm so thankful for that i, I know that uh, when i auditioned for this show i originally did audition for one of the other shows and then they called me in to audition for this and i remember thinking to myself oh my gosh you know could i possibly get both of them but i think the what resonated with me and what i saw like you're saying is that he is trying to give as many people as possible an opportunity to shine because he realizes that so many of us work so hard for so many years right and don't get that opportunity sometimes they keep using the same people so i'm yeah thankful too that he he decided to to use us um you know and it's amazing because you could work on something and somebody's like why haven't i seen you or you know you have been working exactly and i'm like i've been working for 10 years sis look but i don't know and then you know then there's this opportunity but i believe that everything is for you will come to you um because I get to bring so much of who I truly am 
to this character, Leah, on this show. And I think that's such a beautiful gift. So it's really it. a pleasure being able to work on this multi-generational show with so many great comedians and just veterans in the game. Like you said, Naeem Lynn, David and Tamala Mann, who worked with Mr. Perry for years, J. Anthony Brown, who was on Deaf Comedy Jam years ago. So to be able to be on such a, 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 a veteran cast, um, with people who are bringing their A game is gold. Gold star. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Be sure to check it out, folks. We'll link it in our show notes. And again, Courtney, Nicole, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brett. You have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for bringing me in with your audience. Thank you. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.